Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography, a podcast all about the things that we love about photography. This is Focus on Rotation, where I have different hosts joining me at the desk as we share and learn each week. Come and enjoy this week's episode with us. Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. On this episode of Focus, I'm flying solo. On this episode of Focus, I want to talk to you about a subject about a, that scares a lot of photographers. A lot of photographers actually really struggle shooting this particular subject and a lot of photographers deliberately shy away from it because just that fear of not getting a good photo or actually upsetting somebody. And that is portrait photography or taking pictures of people. So So I thought on this episode we might touch on and talk about some of the techniques and some of the different things you can employ to use when you're shooting people because a part of the process, I suppose, when when you've got a subject in front of your camera is that you need to make them comfortable and you need to make the experience as as pleasant as possible for them because for a lot of people it's... It is a bit of a kind of an awkward situation where people typically, some people just don't like having their photo taken. Some people love having their photo taken and they're, dream, they're, they're the dream people you want to shoot when you're a portrait photographer. But some people just really, you know, for whatever reason, are not comfortable in front of the photo. There might be aspects of their, of their body that they're not, you know, so much in love with and they think the camera is going to kind of discriminate against them when, you know, that's not true, but... I can understand people's feelings for feeling, you know, fearful or being uncomfortable in that situation. So I think look, one of the, the biggest things about being a photographer is is you have to be a communicator. You have to be a good communicator. So you have to be able to communicate with people. You know, if you can't reach out and talk to people and strike up a conversation and talk about just you know, have some general conversation with somebody and interact with them, then you're going to maybe struggle if you try to become, say, a portrait photographer or your family portraits or whatever. That you need to be able to put the put your subjects at rest. So you, you know you need to be able to ease them into the situation. You need to be able to help them with whatever means you can. And look, I suppose talking to people who work in that field all the time, who that's what their bread and butter is, is shooting you know portrait type um, photos is the, one of the things I'll always strive to do is to try to build some type of rapport with your subject. So that's about, you know, talking before you've kind of even positioned them in front of the camera. You start talking about them and asking them um, why they get, you know, what, what, what they want to get out of these photos and why they're getting photos today and, and then find a little bit, of, you know, start talking to them to find out a little bit about themselves and find the things that they like. Now, if you can find, talk to people and find out what, what their favourite things are, what their hobbies are, or those types of things. These are great icebreakers then to be able to, when you've got the camera trained on someone and you've got maybe set up some studio lights that you can start saying, talking about, you know, one of their favourite subjects. And people generally, once you start talking to people about something they're passionate or they love, their whole their whole body language changes, that they become they become relaxed that's what you want. You want people to be relaxed in front of the camera. You don't want them to be kind of all tensed up and clinching and that type of stuff because obviously you're not going to get the best photos. And so the techniques, like I said, of learning a bit about your subject. So I remember going to a photography seminar many, many years ago in Sydney and there was a um, father and daughter 
photography team. They worked, you know, they 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 shot separately, but they sometimes worked together. But they presented, did a joint presentation about photography, and particularly about shooting people. And we'd talk about maybe you know they'd have a you know situation where they'd have a predetermined amount of time for a shoot and how much of that time they'd actually shoot and how much of that time they'd just talk to the person and at what point, you know, they actually started shooting. And I can remember, you know, this photographer talking about, she was talking about how she would sometimes quite often, before she even took a photo, she'd have a conversation for up to like 30 minutes with that person, just talking through a whole range of different things and trying to obviously tap into some of the things that motivated that person, some of the things that made that person excited, to be able to then use those things a little bit later when she was actually taking photos, you know, talk about what, what's your favourite trip? Have you travelled? Where have you been? Did you really enjoy that? Oh, you love that spot. So when you've got them sitting there in front of the camera and you're trying to get the best photos out of them, you can actually say, do you remember that time you were in, in, in Italy and you were in Florence and um, you were telling me about how you went to this fantastic garden and you just loved it and that type of stuff and... And people will just, you'll just see the kind of light come on, people kind of, you're kind of tweaking that memory and you're kind of going back to that point in time where people are kind of reliving that um, feeling. And if you can kind of get that feeling to trigger in somebody, then it's going to come across in the photos. They're going to come across as being that they're happy and they're you know, excited to have their photo taken. And it's all about the way the photographer approaches it. So you can have the most skilled photographer in the world with the best lighting skills, the best photography technical skills. But if they can't connect with the subject, if they can't actually get, you know, that rapport or that kind of, how would you say, that connection with the with the subject, quite often they'll struggle to make really good photos. Yeah, technically they might be great photos, but if the person's looking awkward or they're looking uncomfortable, this will definitely show across in the photos. And and for that's you know that's one of the reasons a lot of people don't like taking pictures of people because they've taken a couple of pictures and the people look really distraught or they look really uncomfortable and for both the photographer and the subject the end results aren't pleasing they aren't kind of um, how would you say they're not not ticking all the boxes you you're kind of panicking oh geez I've taken a really bad photo and I think that's the thing that photographers you. As a photographer, you don't want to take bad photos. You want to take good photos. You know, when you take a photo of a sunset, it's kind of totally, it's a totally different mindset of setting a camera up and and waiting for the sun to, you know, the clouds to be just perfect colour and all that type of stuff and you can snap some photos off and, and capture that sunset with no kind of pressure on the fact that the sunset's never going to make a comment about about that, geez, you really made me look a bit too purple. They're not going to, you know, you you just got that disconnect between the subject and the actual photographer. You don't have to worry about it. Whereas if you're a you know, portrait photographer, you're taking pictures of somebody, there's an expectation that, that you're going to have to show them the pictures at some time. So they're going to need to see those images either during the process or during or after the process. And look, that's the that's a you know good thing to think about as well is that these days with the modern cameras with the Wi-Fi capability, it's possible to tether you know a device to the camera so you can actually actually see the kind of the the pictures how it's going to look. Sometimes, like I said, it's sometimes that works for some particular 
subjects work well if they can actually see and, you, and you're trying to direct them, saying, oh, look, I want you to look this way, I want you to look down slightly towards the camera. When they see themselves sometimes, like something on an iPad or a, or a monitor if you're shooting Tevit, sometimes that can be that can be helpful. So some people will really be able to kind of, oh, okay, yeah, okay, I see what you mean. Like if I tilt my head this way, yeah, the, it, it actually looks better. To understand that the and, and to give some, I suppose, um, helps build that trust with the photographer that the photographer actually knows what they're talking about. So the photographer is actually giving this direction because the photographer is trying to get the best possible um, result for that person. They're trying to get the best best looking image without kind of, like I said, making them look something they're not. So again, I think it's once you can build that trust with the with the client between the photographer and the subject that then really makes your job as a photographer a lot easier. So it is a thing, like I said, people do struggle with um, trying to work out how to approach subject and how you actually build that rapport, how you actually make that connection. And again, it's just like any time you had to spend a long time with somebody, if you were, you know, waiting somewhere and traveling somewhere on a train and there was somebody sitting next to you and you wanted to strike up a conversation because you know you know that when you have a conversation sometimes it does make the time pass quicker like you know you can be on a train for a couple of hours but if if you've spoken to some, you know have a really engaging conversation with someone the time just melts away like it just really seems like the journey wasn't that far at all so that's why typically a lot of people like to travel with friends because obviously you can you can have a chat and talk and do all that type of stuff as you're traveling Similar thing happens, like I said, if you're taking someone through a process where, you know, they might only be sitting in front of the camera for a short period of time. I mean, it might be 15, 20 minutes or whatever sitting that for a person, if they're uncomfortable, that can feel like they've been sitting there for hours being grilled under these hot lights. So trying to make it, like I said, as pleasant and as, I suppose, engaging as possible for people and, and letting people know what you're doing. I mean, sometimes nothing's worse, I think, too, like sometimes... You know, sometimes things will go wrong on a set when you're shooting people. Something will happen, the flash won't fire, or you're having some type of a technical difficulty, and that can fluster the photographer, but that can also fluster the the subject. But if you, you know, engage the subject and say, "Hey, just hang on a second, I'm just having trouble here. I think I've got a dodgy connection. My trigger's not firing the flash properly. I've just got to grab another one, or I've just got to wriggle this around, or we're just going to move a different light in, and we're going to do something else." Letting people know what the process and what's going on can sometimes, again, just be inclusive for people. I mean, there's nothing worse. I've been sit, you know, sat on a plane where the plane stopped on the tarmac and you're sitting there and you're sitting there and you're sitting there and like minutes are rolling by and it's, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you've been, you haven't moved for 10 minutes and that's 15 minutes and then it's 20 minutes, you're still sitting there and, and there's not been any any announcement from the cabin crew to say what's happened and then you know, eventually at some point it might be after half an hour saying, oh, look, yeah, we've had technical difficulties or there's a there's a problem on the runway and we've been told we've got a hold here. People start getting really anxious about what's going on. But the earlier you engage people and the earlier you actually start to tell people what's going on, if there's a problem, you know, at least people are, are informed. And I think every time there's a situation where something, there's been a delay or something's gone wrong and that's caused a, a delay, that... If people know about it kind of given the information really quickly, people can kind of accept it better than but not telling people anything and just leaving them they're kind of in the lurch and not actually 
explaining what's going on, that really is a way to kind of get people's, um, you know, people just get, you know, the senses are heightened, they everything's kind of, you know, what's going on and they're not comfortable. You don't ever want to get your subject in that situation when something goes wrong. So if something goes wrong, straight away start talking about what's going on, what's the process, how you're going to resolve it. I've got to go, this camera's, you know, not firing, I'm going to grab my backup camera or, or whatever it is. Let people know what's going on and it's, you know, no, no fault of theirs or, or you know, oh, that's, that's right, every time I go near near something it breaks down because you know that's just the top person i am you know you hear these people talking sometimes about things that happen you know that's always their bad luck that um this happens or that that happens so i think the the thing is to like i said include people at all parts of the of the of the process so keep them completely informed and as you're shooting, you know, you talk to people and, you know, feedback is a wonderful thing. If you give people feedback going, oh, that's really great. I really like the way you, yeah, that's fantastic. I hold that there. If you give people feedback, it makes them feel like they're doing a good job. And that, you know, when people do, when people get encouragement, people naturally will relax. It's just a natural thing that, you know, we're all kind of driven by, um, we're all motivated by, I suppose, reward. And that reward can be whether it be you know that those words of encouragement or, or what it is or oh your, your photo's going to look really great like this is really looking great those type of things really really help I suppose working with the subject and I think it's one of those things that once you can build that um, relationship and once you kind of come up with your strategy and look at every photographer uses slightly different strategies to how they talk I mean some people have a have a thing where they try and you know, they do a kind of a ice-breaking gesture where they get them to do something silly initially, just to kind of break the ice and go. Well, we've got the silly phases out the way. Now we're going to be all we're going to be good to go. Now, everyone has their kind of little process that they do, and they they've come up with it over just practicing it. And it's something you've got to be comfortable with as a photographer because you've got to go and probably roll this out and do it time and time again. If you were shooting some portrait photographers or family portrait photographers, shoot back to back the whole, you know, they'll they'll rent a studio space for half a day and they'll just have a production line of people just coming through, sitting, getting your photos taken, neck, move them in. So you, you're kind of repeating that process over and over again. So you need to kind of get that process down down pat so you can deliver it, you know, quickly, easily. And, and again, everyone's going to be slightly different on what's going to work for them and what they're going to be comfortable with. Some people, you know, really like kind of, you know, can pull off that really over-the-top stuff and other people just a bit more, I suppose, a bit more reserved, a bit more laid back the way they they um, interact with people. But like I said, as a photographer, communication is one of your... It's going to make you a, a better photographer than someone who's a poor communicator. And like I said, you can have a photographer who's really technically sound and knows knows his stuff in or her, his or her stuff in or inside out but if they can't communicate with the subject you know they're not going to get the results or they're not going to get constant they're not going to get consistent results but if you can kind of get to that thing and I can remember years ago we had a um, photographer on the exposure podcast which is a the sister podcast to the focus which is a you know a one-on-one kind of deep dive with a photographer and Photographer basically had um, at the height of his career. He had like three studios operating, 
he had these um, massive kind of portrait type work coming through where they're just rolling people through and he developed a, a technique of, of, of obviously working with people and um, he'd worked on his posing so that back in the day, you know, they were shooting film, so they might be shooting something like, you know, 12 images. So they had to kind of make all those images count. So, and I suppose the acid test was when they got those those prints back of those images um, from the film days, you know, how many of those, how many of those images they, the client actually bought because quite often that was the thing. There might have been a sitting fee and then uh, after the sitting fee, you know, they come back and they see the proofs or whatever and then they'd pick a package and say, yeah, I want, I'll take five. Or I'm going to have that, this five or I'm going to have take this ten. And, and obviously to be, you know, really successful, you really probably needed out of that 12, you needed to sell as many prints to that person as possible. So you'd you know, ideally want them to buy all 12 images that you shot, but um, realistically, that wasn't going to happen because there would be always a shot. There'd be always ones that would just kind of just miss the mark a little bit, and some were a bit stronger or a bit better images. So they're the ones that the client's probably going to choose over the ones that are not as strong. But I mean, if you can, you know, if you could get your hit rate up around the eight to ten out of twelve shots, you're doing really well because people love the images that much that they wanted that many different pictures of themselves. Because again, you're trying to obviously mix it up when you're taking photos of people you want to try and catch them in different you know, poses whether they be standing whether they be sitting or whatever that you know and because people will look, have that different look you know from from a kind of a standing position to a sitting or a more comfortable at a desk or something position where people you know can look more relaxed or sitting back in an armchair again you can create these different types of images that reflect different things about that person so and that's one of the challenges I think for photographers to try and you know get those type of images create those images and be able to please the photographer but also more importantly please the client the person who's sitting there the, the sitter that they uh, they you know go off and they end up loving those photos of themselves and and that's a great thing I mean quite often people won't have in their life they won't have many photos of themselves that they really love like they go, oh, I really like this picture of me when I was at such and such or I had this picture taken when I was graduating or I had this picture taken you know at a family reunion or wedding or something like that so it, it's hard to kind of I suppose create a, a big body of, of images for people that um, they're going to love every one of them they're not going to love every one of them and, and that's again this causes a bit of a challenge for the photographer. You can take some photos that you consider to really have captured that person really well. You've captured them in a really positive way, but they might still not like those photos uh, or, or only buy only want a small number of those photos. And again, it's no kind of, I suppose, reflection of the photographer because you've, if you've done everything you could do on the day to bring the very best out of that person and capture that person... You're not always going to, like I said, get a hundred percent hit rate where people are going to like oh, everything you've taken on me. I love it. I'll be, you know, I want ten copies of everything. Really, you know, realistically, that's not going to happen. So, but again, sometimes it's kind of then also being being able to kind of do that separation of when someone tells you you've done something and they don't like it. Sometimes people will. Yeah, it's it's easy for people to take that kind of personally as a photographer saying, well, I've done, you know, I took this really bad photo of this person, this person's told me that they don't like this photo. 
but you've got to not let that get to you. You're not, you know, you you don't you don't need to kind of pull yourself down because oh look, I've taken this really. Yeah, you know, they might like they might there might be a few photos they absolutely love, and then there's photos they hate. So you know, even if you get one that they really love, then you've done what you can with with the situation. And like I said, every time you're going to sit down and do a shoot with somebody, potentially it can end differently at every you know at every point because everyone's different. And the other thing is too is quite often you know when people may be organising to to do um, a shoot, and it might be their partner might be organising. So it's it's you know for the family type of thing, it might be the mother or the father's organising it, and, and not everybody's on the same page, and that's always harder. Like group group photos are. Group photos of families is real challenging because you're always going to have somebody who's not going to not going to be on the same page as everyone else each frame. So sometimes that you know you get the shot, you go, oh, fantastic! Three people look really great, but this fourth person is looking a bit weird, or they've got their eyes closed, or something's happened. They've moved their hand, or they've done something that kind of just spoils it. And again, I know a lot of I know a lot of family portrait photographers will actually you know take those shots but then knowing that they can in photoshop they can drop in you know the, the frame or two before or after where that person wasn't fidgeting or whatever and and actually make a pleasing photo of all the people there sitting there but again it's not always taken at the same in the same frame so i think it's always like i said it's uh it's, it's a bit more challenging um taking a group of people because you've got more more people to please and more people to try and capture but I suppose predominantly what I've been talking about is a one-on-one situation where you've been talking, you know, you've been photographing one person. And again, sometimes it's um, it's sometimes a bit of a challenge too if you want to kind of break into that market and you want to start photographing people. That you, you do need to practice and you do need to practice and work out what light works on people and um, how some light can be flattering and some light can be um, not so flattering, so you kind of need to understand those those processes. So, and again, it's a bit of a challenge sometimes because sometimes you try and get your family members to to sit there and pose for you, but they'll soon get bored and want to go off and watch TV, or they want to go and make coffee, or they want to go and do something else. So, some people actually, you know, there's I suppose a few techniques you can do to kind of practice some of your lighting and some of the different things, and and that's why people go and buy, you know, like a mannequin type. For, the, for their studio setup, so they can set up a mannequin, so they can kind of practice, practice lighting it and and seeing how the light interacts and where the light falls and understanding by moving the light this way or that way how it's going to change. So there are things like I said that um, and there's plenty of really good stuff on the internet about lighting and particularly about the different techniques like you know Rembrandt lighting and different techniques that are used by portrait photographers and it's a good even if you're going to be a kind of a a natural light photographer so you're going to be using the window light or just the ambient light in the room to light the person and maybe you might be using natural light but you you might be also using a reflector to reflect some of that light into to kill kill off some of the shadows again really good to practice and just see things because the other thing is too when you do get to a situation where you want to I suppose photograph person is the more confident you seem that confidence rubs off on the subject so if they see you there bit flustered you're trying to set the light up and you're moving it and you and you're going oh, it's not working there it's not working there it's not working there again you don't want to put people off so you don't want to really kind of get them in that situation so again practice is really good thing to do 
and to have your technique as good as you can get it. I mean, practice is like everything. You know, if you practice something often enough, you'll get better at it. And I think that's, you know, photography is definitely one of those disciplines where the more that you do it, the easier it becomes and the better you get at it. Because, um, like I said, as long as you're learning from your mistakes and you're looking at the work that you're doing and you're going through and you're actually creating, you know, creating stuff and, like I said, learning from those errors that you made previously and not repeating those errors, that's going to be a really good, you know, help you grow as a photographer. So I encourage anyone out there who who kind of who would love to take photos of people but are kind of scared that they're going to take a bad photo, is is to go out there and try a few things. And like I said, it might be you might be able to find a a willing subject who who will just sit there patiently for you while you while you muck around and try different lighting setups. You might have a really patient partner, a really good friend that you know wants to kind of help see you grow as a photographer. And the other thing is too, you know, grab a fellow photographer because if you get two photographers that are kind of interested in in doing the same type of thing, then you can kind of reciprocate and repay the favour to each other by by being each other's model and, you know, practising different stuff and working out what's working and what's not working. But again, I think the, the key takeaway is whenever you're working with people, it's the communication is, is going to be your first and foremost thing that you need to be, you need to establish that rapport, you need to establish that, you know, lines of communication, you need to be able to, talk to people and be able to connect with people and once you connect with people then that really opens the door for you to be able to capture some amazing photos and like I said you know some of the photos that I love the most are photos I've taken of people because there's just something about photographing people that that if you haven't done it or you know you're sitting on the fence and you'd like to do it but you're kind of being a bit scared definitely go and have a crack at it because like I said once you kind of get past your own fears and then you can work with the the fears of the of the person sitting for you you can start to create some really really magic photos and like I said I think some of the you can take the most beautiful sunset or whatever but there's something about capturing a person in a particular way that I think is better than any kind of you know gorgeous sunset I think it's really something because it because it's a person it's something you can um, really connect with and you can really kind of feel. So on this episode, we've been talking about photographing people and ways that you might be able to kind of, I suppose, make it easier on yourself and also make it easier on the actual subject. And that's, like I said, by using communication skills and keeping everyone in the loop, letting everyone know what's going on at any point in time when things go off the track a bit. Keep everyone informed. Don't keep anyone in the dark. That's a recipe for disaster we see that we see it in life over and over again where people just don't share information because i don't know why they think if they if i don't tell people this then maybe then i might notice well guess what when something goes wrong you don't tell people they definitely notice and they become harder and harder to please the longer you kind of don't connect with them and uh, bring them up to speed with what's actually happening anyway th- thanks for listening for this episode hope it's been kind of got your thought you know got your thinking Maybe you'll go out there and practice some of your techniques working with people. Maybe you'll go actually go out there for the first time and actually try and photograph some people and it might just give you that motivation to go off and try something a little bit different with photography. Until next time, enjoy your photography and we'll talk real soon. See ya.
that's all for this episode this week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment. And don't forget to follow us on your favourite podcast app and social media sites. Remember, photography is a pursuit where there's always something new to learn. Safe and happy shooting, everyone. Thank you.